buenas. Soy la narradora de La Magia de los Asustos Podcast. Escúchenme todos los domingos contar historias de horror y de lo paranormal. Se aconseja discreción del oyente. El programa contiene situaciones gráficas y temas maduras. Suscríbete a La Magia de los Asustos. Disponible en todas plataformas que escuchas podcasts. Comparte y disfruta el terror. Some places, once known to be sacred, are now said to hold the ultimate evil. These are tales of Devil's Caves. Stories, folklore, legends, leyendas, cuentos y más. This is Spooky Tales. Listen, escuchen at your own risk. This is Christina. And this is MJ. And this is another episode of a Spooky Tales. And we are back to our spooky topics today. We are... Are all of yours caves? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. Well, I th- there's one cave and then there's La- uh-huh. uh, Mount Diablo here in California. Okay. Let's, let's say that today's topic is... Devilish landmarks? I don't know. Yeah, Satan's house. Not <laughs> Different houses for Satan. <laughs> Something yes. like that. Something. Because sometimes he, sometimes he lives in caves, mountains, bridges. You know, the, there's devil's bridges, devil's gates, devil's... <laughs> he has a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, devil's everything. <laughs> he has lots of homes, lots of real estate. Yeah, yeah. He's... um. It's because he's a capitalist. <laughs> Explains so much. <laughs> but first, a listener's story, and I'm excited to get back to these listener's stories because I miss them. So this one, and before I start reading it, before I forget to say, you can leave me story to read either on the podcast or I'll do a TikTok video on it, whatever you want. You can leave it in the comments on a TikTok video or you can email us at spookytales at gmail.com or you can DM us on any of our socials. Instagram is the easiest. This was a TikTok comment that was left on my video, my most recent video about La Ciguanaba. So this person said, I went to El Salvador last year and I saw La Ciguanaba. I was outside and there was two houses next to each other. There was a tall building in front. While I was walking out the other house back to the first one, I was on FaceTime with my mom and it was dark and I saw the window in front at the building. I saw a white pale face with a smile and long black hair covering the face. I was shocked and just stood there and my mom goes, Mama, ¿qué pasó? And I was just panicking and I went, nada. I asked my cousin about it and she said, I saw it too. When you were going into the other house, I quickly ran behind you. I ended up texting my brother and later on he told me he found out it was La Ciguanaba. I told my mom and she said my uncle saw her several times. My tia had also told me that the building was abandoned. It's been one whole year and I'm still terrified. I guess La Ciguanaba likes that abandoned building. <laughs> Maybe that's her, that's her home now. Yeah, get used yeah to that's it. where she lives. I'm sorry. 
Uh, I wonder I wonder if they've seen El Cipitillo around, too. Though they're mm. never really seen together. Yeah, is there any stories of them uh, being seen together or no? No, because the whole part of the legend um, oh, yeah, is that yeah, El Cipitillo yeah. is like running from her or hiding or something. It's because it's she treated him bad. That is true. She abandoned him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or neglected him, I should say. Oh, you know what? Before before we start the topics, I do want to tell you and our listeners, MJ, something that happened to me that I'm like, so I was so scared. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm here for this. Okay. So I I usually don't remember any of my dreams or I they're very vague when I do. But I was it was this was like last week. I was just sleeping. It was like I didn't check the time when it happened, but I was sleeping and like suddenly in in my dream, I I looked over to like my baby's crib and it was like shaking in the dream still. This is the dream, right? The oh, crib was shaking and there was like a weird like rumbling noise and I was like, "What?" And and like I sat up in my dream and then I heard like a raspy voice saying like haha you can see me now and like i felt so cold and i woke up sweating and i was i was so i was so cold and i was like what the fuck and i was so scared (laughs) that is terrifying yeah and and like normally i don't know things like that don't wake me up but i yeah it was it was so cold dude like i've never felt this cold and and like it wasn't just like my face was sweating, my whole body was so sweaty. And like I I rolled up next to my my poor husband, and I woke up woke him up, and I was like, I just had a bad dream. And he was like, What? Oh, it's okay. And he like hugged me. And then he tried to like, cause at some point we like usually let go of each other, and and he rolls around in sleep because he can't mm-hmm. sleep with my ass like just right against his face. And every time he tried to like roll away from me, I was like, No. And I just like held on to him tighter, and he was like, Ew, you're so sweating like why are you so sweaty and I was like I don't know I had this bad dream and, and I was so sweaty dude and oh man it was terrifying and but I checked the time after it happened and guess what time it was what three mm-hmm. oh hell no I would have been like um, I would have told him hey you turn you get up and you turn on the light and you're gonna cuddle me well I didn't want to wake up my children yeah but but I did not let him stop cuddling me and he he didn't sleep <laughs> get a night light <laughs> I have one already <laughs> it just I never like things like that never affect me and so after that I was like um ancestors if you're here like if you're around can you protect me please <laughs> hang out with me tonight but don't tell me you're here just protect me because like i don't know what that was but i was uh i i was a spooked <laughs> that is scary because like in in the dream the voice was so loud and That's so scary. raspy yeah that is so Ugh. scary but it has not happened again um anyway enough of dreams and on to our topic uh i think you have more stories than me so i'll go first okay sounds good so, uh, my first one is La Nariz del Diablo, the devil's <laughs> nose. <laughs> it sounds and funny in Spanish. <laughs> I know, right? It sounds, yeah, less ominous and more funny. <laughs> but uh, you wouldn't know it by the name, but this is a uh, mountain. Maybe you would know it by the name. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it's like a rock formation in Ecuador. Uh, so, 
an a train or railway was built on it. Um, so it's this section is a a section of the Guaya Guayaquil and Quito mm-hmm. railway that connects the Alausi and Simbabe stations in Ecuador. So it's a part of a wider rail system called the Transandian Railway. And a lot of these railways have now been destroyed due to natural disasters, and only three sections remain in operation today. This is one of them. So uh, there was several plans and attempts to build a railway here before this one was finally successful. Um, but this, the Guayas- Guayaquil-Anquito Railway, it is probably the world's most difficult railway to construct. And, you know, now that it's complete, it's like the one of the world's greatest engineering feats because they, they built this railway track literally onto the mountain. Like, I forgot to send you pictures of it before, <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's 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 wild. Like, you look at it and it's a tourist uh, train right now. Um, but it's like literally the, the the train track goes up and up this mountain and it's like how you look at it and you're like a terrain does not belong there. <laughs> oh, OK. I, I just Googled it. Wow. That looks really beautiful. I bet the views it from does. the train are fantastic. Yeah. That also it also terrifies me because of the height. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same. So building this, it was like a daunting task because they had to tackle an almost vertical wall wall of a rock, which is the Nariz del Diablo itself. That's what Mm -hmm. the rock formation was called. Because they keep calling it a rock formation, not a mountain, but, like, it looks like a mountain to me. (laughs) Yeah, it looks like a little... Yeah, it looks like a mountain. Yeah. And so this, this route is 12 kilometers long, and in that short amount, it ascends and descends 500 meters um, other websites said 800 meters, and I'm sorry, I didn't get that in feet. I don't know why. I keep doing this. I, I keep, like, pretending I know what meters are. <laughs> well, aren't meters, like, three feet, right? Hold on. I'm probably totally feet. off. Three or nine feet. Might be nine okay, feet. Okay, so 800, 800 meters, it's 2,624 feet. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, so it does that in 12 kilometers. Wow. And the only way the train is able to chug along this road or this train track, they made switchbacks. So the train goes past the section, back down, and then forward onto the next section. And that's how they made it so that it could go up this mountain. Hmm. Um, So construction for it began in 1899. At the time, many were against the railway construction. They believed that the mountainous Andes should be left alone. And, you know... I agree. I think they were right. Because, <laughs> like, I looked at this train and I was like, there should not be a train there. Yeah. So, um, a thousand Puerto Rican workers and 3,000 Jamaican workers were brought in for the construction of the railway. And many, which I didn't know this before looking it up, but many were prisoners. And <gasps> they were told they'd be freed after the construction was complete. Wow. Yeah. So, that's slave labor right there. Yeah, that is. And given what they had to do, uh, obviously many deaths occurred. So some websites say a thousand people died while uh, during construction. Others say two thousand, but I've seen as high as four thousand. But that would be all the workers, which I, I mean, who knows? You know, a lot though. A lot of people died making this, constructing this railway. And of course, 
in i mean everywhere but specifically latin america that's so superstitious a place with so much death is going to have a legend attached to it Mm -hmm. so according to legend satanas did not want a railway built here either so that's weird (laughs) uh we are on satan's side about this (laughs) (laughs) and because People, the workers and, you know, the owners or whatever, they went against Mm -hmm. the will of Satanás. The price of this disobedience would be paid in human lives. And this is why all the deaths occurred during construction. (laughs) Another version of the legend states that in order to complete this impossible railway, a pact with the devil was made. The pact was sealed with the deaths of with the death of 4000 workers. So both versions explain the deaths, basically. Wow. I like the second one. But anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Aside from those legends, it's also said that those that find themselves at the Zimbabwe Zimbabwe station at night, both employees and passengers have reported hearing the screams and cries of the lost souls of those that died during construction. Oh, that's eerie. Yeah, as well as, like, the sound of it being constructed. Kind of like residual uh, energy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Both of those have been reported in the past. And um, for 20 US dollars, you can ride this train. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I use that voice. It's my um, (laughs) ad voice. (laughs) I love it. So, uh, years ago, they used to let people ride the rooftop of the train, but they had to stop doing... Of course they did. Guess why they had to stop? People died. (laughs) Yes. I mean, it should be funny, but... (laughs) I know. Two people were decapitated by loose electrical wires. Oh. God, right? Like, why were they even let up there? Like, that doesn't make sense. (laughs) Like, whose bright idea was this? Yeah, right? Yeah. So, to me, the ride looks both beautiful and terrifying because I don't do well with heights. I would need to pop a zanny <laughs> before going on this train ride. And I've never taken it, but I would for this train ride. <laughs> I, I've never taken it. You know what? It, um, okay, the closest thing I've been to anything like this is, you know, when you go from um, the Central Valley to... Uh, to uh what's it called uh what's that beach place called oh my god santa cruz santa cruz yeah you know how they're in that one stretch of road it gets really close to the edge oh my god yeah yeah we were driving that one time we all saw an ambulance go over but that's what it reminds me of and this gives me so much anxiety because i i don't understand why they haven't fixed that by the way it's like one of the most traveled roads yeah yeah and the amount, like, you get, like, I'm talking about inches from the edge. It is so scary yeah. driving by, by that, like, road just to get to the damn beach. And that's what this reminds me of because I just saw a picture and they're, like, right by the edge. Yeah, driving there and then when you're going up to Yosemite and it's, like, mm-hmm. hills, that freaks me oh. out. I don't like oh, it. Oh, yes, yes. And and uh, going up to Sonora has the same shit. Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, I God, literally, I have to close my eyes. Yeah, the I can't, anxiety, I can't. Because, too, it's, like, really close to the um to the mountain wall going up to Sonora. 
from where I mm-hmm. live. And it's like, I'm like, dude, uh, we're about to hit the wall right now. <laughs> like, we're about to hit the wall and go over. Yeah, I had to get kicked off. In the in the army, you have to do this, like, 40-foot rappel tower for basic training. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was at the top of it, and I was kicked off by the, by the drill sergeant because I wouldn't climb down on my own. Mm-hmm. I was just Spartan kicked off of it and then I went all the way down and it was fine but I was terrified I was like frozen up there (laughs) it also reminds you of the grapevine yeah just a lot of places in California California it's (laughs) mountainy I have another one this is La Puerta del Diablo the devil's door Uh, and this is from uh, El Salvador so in the municipality of Pachinmalco San Salvador in El Salvador there's a rock formation, and it's the highest point in San Salvador. It reaches 1,401 feet above sea level. And it honestly, it looks like such a beautiful hike just looking at the pictures, which I also forgot to send you. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> I, I keep I, doing I this. I remember I wrote about it, too. Oh, you did? So, so you saw it. Yeah. I saw it. It's beautiful. It's <laughs> so funny. Yeah. And so this rock formation, it was split into three rocks. And the, the three rocks are El Chulo, Chulito, y Chula. And I love those names. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. So the formation known as El Chulo is the one that's the devil's door. And it wasn't always called La Puerta del Diablo. There was a poet uh, in like 18 something that used that name in reference to this rock formation. And ever since then, it was called La Puerta del Diablo. Um, it was said to have been a sacred site to the indigenous pipil. And so, of course, all indigenous sites, including caves, were demonized by the Spanish. Um, So that's why a lot of the caves that are like uh, Cuevas del Diablo, the Devil's Caves, that's that's why they became Devil's Caves. They used to be sacred sites where a lot of rituals took place. And also a lot of indigenous gods were said to dwell in caves like Tlaloc. He was said to Mm -hmm. dwell in a cave and more than just him. That's just the one I remember off the top of my head. So, yes, caves were demonized. In one website, I read that there was a lot of torture that occurred here during the Salvadoran Civil War. I don't personally believe how believe it. Um, only one website mentioned it. It was a white photographer who said this. <laughs> sounds suspicious. Yeah, it sounds suspicious to me. Um, caves and mountains were hiding spots for guerrillas. So mm. that's why I'm not inclined to believe they were taking people there. I mean, they could have, but like, I just don't think that an insane amount of torture occurred at these caves or this specific cave, but they were used as hiding spots, not only by guerrillas, but a lot of civilians. When, when the, the Salvador military came through, they would hide up in the mountains. Um, So yeah, that's why I don't think it was used as for rituals personally. Um, But according to legend, during colonization, one of the landowners of Los Planes de Renderos, which is just like a group group of villages, Mm -hmm. he had a daughter named Maria de la Paz. She was beautiful, so beautiful that she was courted by Satan himself. And uh, the devil took Maria and he locked her up in a cave. Her father, Rosendo Renderos, could not stand by while uh, the devil stole his daughter and so he went looking for her he went knocking down doors and uh, I mean like figuratively not Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
<laughs> not literally i think and and when he was nearing uh the cave where satan was at with maria satan was said to have fled through the mountains and as he fled he knocked down part of the rock formations and that's why the rocks look like that and the one the specifically the one called el chulo or the devil's door uh mm-hmm. that's the one that he crashed into and that's why it looks like that no one knows if Rosendo was able to reunite with Maria or what became of either of them. Villagers went looking for them and the next day they only found the necklace Maria was wearing when the devil took her. Some say yeah. that the devil dwells in this cave and that there are creature shadows that act as his guards and they are occasionally seen. And yeah. Um, but yeah, this place looks beautiful. Yeah, it is very beautiful. Again, very, it's one of the highest points in El Salvador, right? Yeah. I think so. And no, in San Salvador. Oh, in San in Salvador. just the city. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, I would totally do that hike. I want to go, but I'm waiting to see if my dad ever gets uh, legal documentation to be able to leave the country because then we can, I can go with him. So yeah, I forgot I had one more story. This is one I found from Reddit. <laughs> um. This is uh, it's from the subreddit R um, True Scary Stories, mm-hmm. and it was posted by the user uh, username Live for Now a year ago, and it's called When My Mom Met the Devil. Ooh, Ooh. scary! <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, so here it goes. My mom told me a story of when she met the devil when she was in high school. She had a friend who was dating an older man. He was probably 20 to 30 years older than her, and he gave her a necklace. Not wanting to get caught by her parents, she gave the necklace to my mom. She wore it, and that night, when my mom slept, she dreamt of a man. Clean-cut and handsome, but disturbingly evil. She said all she knew about the man was that he was pure evil. He came up to her eyes, locked on her, stone-cold and expressionless, reached for her neck, grabbed the necklace from her neck and twirled it in a circle in the air like a witch's pendant. She jolted awake and she couldn't feel the necklace. In a panic, she looked all around for the necklace and she found it under her pillow in a perfect spiral. (gasps) Right? What is is that? Gross. That's what (laughs) it is. Yeah. No, no thanks. Yeah, that's a hard pass. Good luck to your mom, though. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, those are my stories. The last one was ooh. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, thank you. Okay, so I have three stories. Um they're all places. So the first place is uh the Devil's Cave in Mazatlán, Sinaloa, Mexico. And it's a par- uh, popular tourist attraction. For over 200 years, it has been surrounded by stories. And uh, right now, this cave entrance has a red fence with a devil's face and Cueva del Diablo spelled along with red with a red trident attached to the top of the cave. It looks really cool. I would love, like, photo ops there. Like, Yeah, I would love to take a picture there. Side note, I did cover this on TikTok, and a lot of the comments were like, it just smells like pee, but I got a cool picture. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I would go. I would go and do the same thing. Yeah, like, get all, like, <laughs> glammed up and dressed and like spookified and take pictures for sure yeah 
So the passage to the end of the cave is uh, very short. And at the back of the cave is a red silhouette of the devil. Like a painted red silhouette. Mm-hmm. So there are many urban legends surrounding this cave. And there are stories that it was once used by pirates to hide their treasure. It's also said that the devil was released here in order to elongate the boardwalk. I don't know the full backstory, the website I went to. Re- released from where? From, like, the <laughs> cave, I guess. I don't know. Maybe, like, somebody did some kind of ritual and was like, mm, elongate the boardwalk. Release the Please. devil. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It makes no sense to me. And um, some people say that some of those workers that were like working on the boardwalk heard the devil in the cave and i was like what does he sound like i he's got a deep voice no i'm just i don't know <laughs> like i don't know like what but how did like did they know did he laugh was he talking to himself like what is going on <laughs> maybe it was an evil laugh like oh, 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 oh. i don't know <laughs> maybe probably um so, and then locals also say that grandparents who enter the cave are prisoners until the next day and leave. I'm sorry. Why? Why grandparents? I don't what? Know. <laughs> like, I don't know. Those poor abuelitos. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I was like, poor grandparents. Um, and they leave smelling the cave like sulfur. And honestly, if I want someone's grandparents to try this and document their experience. For, like, science, of course, but, like, documents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there is another t- story of a time slip or another universe slip where two people during a carnival needed to relieve their bladder and went in search of this cave to do so. But when they were approaching the cave, they saw themselves walk out of it. That was... What? Whoa. Weird. Okay, that's cool. I mean, weird. It's said that you can't see yourself like that or you're going to die. Yeah, I, I've heard. Yeah. Maybe that was like their doppelgangers. <gasps> doppelgangers. Is this oh a doppelganger story? I don't know. It's a doppelganger cave. What? <laughs> that would be like crazy. What does that remind me of? We covered a story where the, the devil would like mimic the people and do shit. Remember? Oh, um, the little statue, yeah, yeah. in the yeah, 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 yeah. That's Cholula? what it Was that it? Yeah. <laughs> um, and some say that a few people who enter the cave never come back again. What it was once used for, though, was to hold dynamite, and the smell of sulfur coming from the cave gave it the name Cueva del Diablo. To me, it seems that there's a pocket of sulfur around the cave, and it is escapes sometimes. And I'm not sure if sulfur cause, causes hallucinations, but if it does, this would explain, like, the doppelganger sightings. For sure. And then even, like, the laughs that they could have heard or could've, heard. Yeah, it could have been hallucinations. Yeah. The sulfur, which mm-hmm. if it is, if there is, a, like, a sulfur pocket in there, like, that's dangerous. <laughs> Should be wearing, like, gas right? masks. People are just going in there taking pictures. I would still go, but... but is, isn't that what they had, though? Like, um, what is it? The the oracles of, of like, Delphi, Delphi, Delphi or whatever would, like, smell some kind of, like, natural gas and get high and see visions and have their problems. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, like, in Greece or whatever. I think that that was the so. Story. I think I think over time, sulfur can cause certain things, but not like in a short exposure. 
It's also not fun to smell. It smells like rotten eggs. The metabolism of sulfur compounds is character- characterized by delusions, thought disorder, and hallucinations. That would explain some of it. <laughs> right? Hmm. But, hmm. you know, if there is a, po- a uh, sulfur pocket, if you smell rotten eggs, just don't go there, guys. It can be dangerous. Um, right. Just take pictures from afar. And then I have another story of Cueva del Diablo in Iztapalpa. And it's in El Cerro de la Estrella National Park in Mexico. Um, and unlike our previous cave, this cave is part of a system with over 200 caverns. Ooh. So it's it's gigantic. It expands from East. East I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time with these indigenous names. And I'm trying. I'm slowly learning, but I am a slow learner. <laughs> Very slow. <laughs> um, and it expands from Itzapalpa to Sierra de Guadalupe, which straight shot is roughly 18 miles. And I'm sure the cave wow. system is much larger than that because, like, probably zigzags and, you know, does right. weird maneuvers. So I'm pretty sure it's, you know, more than 18 miles. Uh, the one cave that brings the most attention, though, is La Cueva del Diablo. And those who live near the cave say that they hear all kinds of noises. Some say that they ha- have seen duendes playing at the entrance of the cave, at the entrance oh. of the cave. And I was like, Ooh. that's a hard pass. That's a no. Yeah. The moment duendes are mentioned, I'm out. Out. Like, not not for me. No, thank you. I'll, <laughs> I'll take the soul for pocket <laughs> over the over over the yes. <laughs> um some people believe that the cave is uh damned or bewitched and that they have found ritualistic items within the cave though there are many stories surrounding the cave one thing seems to be common lo- knowledge that for those who enter the cave have a chance of never coming out one of the most popular legends is about an elderly man but not just a regular elderly man. The seemingly feeble man appears to naive passers-by asking them for help entering the cave. Though at first everything seems normal, uh, those helping the elderly man soon realize that who they are helping is in fact the devil himself. Gasp! Oh my god. (laughs) However, that's not the only reason that they are surprised. As they walk further into the cave, they notice that the cave begins to transform not into an inferno type place, but into paradise. Beautiful, oh, crystal clear okay. water and birds with magical like songs. The back of the cave glows with light emitted from pots filled with gold, tons of gold within reach. Those who stay in the cave due to their entra- entrancement Entrancement? Did I say that right? Why do I feel like I, I like I'm saying it wrong? Enchantment, entrancement, whatever. You know, you guys know what I mean. We we know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, of gold. Wait, enchantment? Is that what you're? No, entrancement. Like entranced- what are you trying? Entrancement. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a trance. Yeah. yeah. They are said to never leave, as their greed for gold signs a pact with the devil, giving up their soul, and those. Who are not greedy, however, are escorted out by cave, out of the cave by Lucifer himself. So okay, I would still not want 
either one. I mean, <laughs> if he let me borrow it as a place to hang out, that sounds like fantastic. Like, let me swim that, you know? You, you <laughs> right? can keep the gold. Let me just use this as a hangout spot. <laughs> I don't want the gold. Yeah. But it sounds nice. But beyond these stories, what is fact is that the cave is used for rituals. In pre-Hispanic times, the cave was the sacred place. Here, the Mexica worshipped the god of fire. In fact, there are still groups of people who perform pre-Hispanic rituals in this place as a way of keeping these traditions alive. It is also fact that the complex L shape of the cave confuses adventurers, taking them further into the earth. One thing you will never catch me doing is exploring caves because yeah, uh-uh. it's way too easy to get lost. Yes. I'll be like, you know what? Once I can't see light, I've gone too far. Like, if I could still I will see go something. to the entrance and just kind of stay there, but I would not go deeper than that because, yeah, I, I would get lost. <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? That, uh, that video I tweeted yesterday with the girl goes into that really tiny... Oh, God, cons- no. Oh, my God. No. That gave me so mm-hmm. much anxiety. It's like this, this like, hole where, like, she's skin- she looks skinny and she yeah. is barely squeezing through this hole. to, And she's going to go down this to explore. And it's like... I and, and she was probably never seen again. Her hands were up. Like, it's <laughs> not like she could keep her hands down. This, this, and yeah. this hole in yeah. the ground, whatever it was was so tight that this skinny, skinny girl needed to have her hands above her head in order to even fit. And I was like, you know what? Una docena de conchas, please. Just to make sure <laughs> I can yeah. never fall into this. Because <laughs> that, ga- that video gave me so much anxiety. <laughs> like, I don't think I'm particularly, like, claustrophobic, but that, that, that will do it. <laughs> yeah. And the next place is Mount Diablo in Contra Costa County, California. I said that in the most wise. <laughs> That's okay. I used to pass this a lot visiting family. And every time I saw it, I would just imagine what stories were behind it. But I never knew. So I'm excited to hear this. <laughs> uh, this is a place I haven't, to been, I haven't been to since I was a, a kid. Um, my parents would take us to historical trips all around California. And the memory of this place is more like flashes. I remember having a fun time, but most of the the stuff that I do remember is like my mom and dad's face. (laughs) So don't ask (laughs) me to describe anything I do not remember aside from like some pictures that my mom has. So one story that is cited as fact is accounts by General Mariano Vallejo and um, Vallejo or Vallejo. Uh, California, the city is named after this man. So uh, the next accounts are his. In 1806, a military expedition from San Francisco marched against the tribe Bolbones. I'm guessing because he was Spanish. Um, Vallejo was Spanish. Uh-huh. So I'm guessing he's this yeah. is how he pronounces it. Could be wrong. So if I am wrong, I am sorry. Who were... Uh, encamped at the foot of the mountain the indians were prepared to receive the expedition and a hot battle began in the large hollow fronting the western side of the mountain as victory was about to be decided in favor of the indians an unknown personage 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 I think I said that right. <laughs> Decorated with the most <laughs> extraordinary plumage and waving his arms as if to cast a spell on the intruders, suddenly appeared on the battlefield. The soldiers were routed and 
the incognito Pui departed towards the mountain. The defeated Spaniards, finding out that the spirit went through the same ceremony daily and at all hours named it Monte del Diablo, in allusion to its mysterious inhabitant. In the native Interesting. In the native tongue, yeah, Pui signifies evil spirit. In Spanish it means Diablo and Doubtless, it signifies devil in the Anglo-American language. So, mm, I don't know. He sounds more like a saint to me because he got rid of the Spanish. Yes, but so I'm on his side. I'm on the same. So whoever this man <laughs> with the lovely plumage that was like, you know, <laughs> you, you know, waving his arms to cast a spell. We thank you. We thank you. <laughs> We thank you, mysterious plumage man. <laughs> um, I wonder if there's any like uh, indigenous stories on this figure. Maybe. Or, or are we just gonna call? I don't know. We shouldn't give him a nickname instead of mysterious plumage man. Plumage man. <laughs> oh, oh, not plumage man. Or should we call him plumage man? Plumage man. I think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, there's a second story that comes from a friar. Apparently, this particular friar tried to quiet or suppress evidence of gold on Monte del Diablo, which that's what it was called in Spanish, Monte del Diablo, and then it just became Monte Diablo. Anyway. Oh, I thought it was Mount Diablo. Oh, I mean Mount Diablo. Yeah. But, you know, oh, okay. it was, the yeah. Spanish called it Monte del Diablo first. <laughs> yeah. And then English yeah. settlers Mont. heard that and just said Mount. Mount, yeah. Well, Mont, and then Mont became Mont. Mount. Mount, yeah. Um, because they butcher everything. <laughs> they change everything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so he believed that gold was evil for the way it made people behave. So he dubbed the mountain Monte del Diablo or Mount Diablo in order to... Uh, you know, dissuade anyone from going there. Makes sense. So many of these devil's caves um, or like little mountains or whatever always have supposedly gold, like hidden gold yeah. stories. So, I mean, the friar was not wrong. People do act like complete. Oh, yeah. Look at what the Spanish did um, yeah. in their search of El Dorado, which we we need to add that to the list. Yes, of things to we cover. do. We do. But um so you know he was he he had he was a few steps ahead and technically mm-hmm. I mean if this story is true it kind of worked because I, I mean it's still I don't think it was ever a mine when I was researching it, it didn't say anything about I a mine. don't think so yeah so you you go mysterious friar you dissuaded them <laughs> <laughs> um. There's also stories of soldiers chasing down native horse thieves and the thieves would appear. And uh, this is the words of um, Monroe Frazier, 1882, History of Contra Costa County. I can't say that in (laughs) Spanish, you guys. I have to say it in the most like California accent. That's okay. In In the Valley Girl accent. Contra Costa County. Anyways. That was worse than how you normally said it. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, so it's going to be in 1882 uh, language. So. Okay. Old timey <laughs> words. Ready. Old timey words. <clears throat> I kind of want to say it in a <laughs> British accent, but I don't want to um, I would advise against that because I don't know what your British accent sounds like. I don't do a good one. It's horrible. Just, I'm just going to Just based people. on that, um, just based on that, just use your normal voice. Yeah, I'll just use my normal voice. 
Lo, from a cavernous opening ahead, there issued forth such fierce flames accompanied by such terrible roaring that they thought themselves within a riata's throw of his infernal majesty's summer palace. So, M Mount Diablo was like Lucifer's summer palace or some shit. Oh, nice. okay. So this is his <laughs> vacation house, his yeah. vacation home. Yeah, it's a timeshare. Uh... <laughs> Him and um, Plumage Man share it. Yes, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, a story from 1863 by Bret Hart tells of Father Jose, who would search for converts, would lead him to the base of a mountain where he meets the devil disguised as an old Hidalgo. This Hidalgo tempts Father Jose, then turns into a bear and attacks him. And Father Jose then names the mountain Monte del Diablo. Though Hart oh. never claimed it was true and gave a disclosure that it in fact was just a story. Um, it kind of added, you know. To the lore. Yeah, to the lore. Mm-hmm. And then some campers in 1910 experienced strange phenomena that added to the legend of Monte del Diablo or Ma Mount Diablo. This camper was near the head of Mitchell Canyon when he was awakened by the eerie high-pitched roar. It would die out then return. It is believed that this was caused by hot air from the valley below rushing through the area. So there at least okay. is some scientific explanation for this. And yeah. another camper said that he saw a wraith-like figure, but this is believed to be caused by sun rays, mountain edges, and fog that created oh. the illusion. Okay, okay. But I think it's Plumage Man. And that is I, the story. I'm going to go with that, too. <laughs> yeah. Plumage Man made another appearance. It reminds me of the Dark Watchers and the Santa Lucia Mountains in California. Hmm. It's like... And it's like an illusion that the when the sun is rising or setting, mm -hmm. it creates a shadow that looks like a person wearing a hat. And like all these, like including uh, John Stein Steinbeck, wrote about them uh, mm. in one of his books, like because there are just like stories about them. And there are stories that people, you know, claim to see them, but that is the explanation behind them. That like the way the ridge uh, sits against the mm -hmm. sun when it's setting, it's, it creates this shape where people see a man in the shape. That is. Strange. I'm actually looking up what you just said. And is that one like legit? The one that looks like a person with outstretched arms? Because I don't know which one. Yeah, is, that's like... another kind of it. Yeah. That is crazy. Uh-huh. And like the the legend behind the Dark Watchers is like if you leave them alone and you don't like bother them or look back at them, then they leave you alone. Hmm. Maybe yeah, that, that yeah. explains Plumage Man. Maybe that's what the Spanish Could be. saw. And that's what they're like, Could oh be. no. Yeah. But either way, he's a legend. Because <laughs> he scared the Spanish. <laughs> um, but yeah, those yeah. are my three places. And as, like, as Christina said, usually it's either because indigenous people had a really strong connection to these areas and the Europeans, you know. Wanted to demonize them. Yeah. As per usual. That's usually how it goes. 
Yeah, I I love reading all the because there's so many of them in yeah, Mexico and in Latin America. And it's like, even here in the states, there's yeah. a bunch of Devil's Bridges, Gates. So I, I did find that like what was it Devil's Den in Florida? That one was beautiful. Mm-hmm. That one was so beautiful. You know, Florida doesn't get a lot of nice things, but that one was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we can wrap this up because my dog is being annoying in here. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, uh, spooky recommendations. Do you, do you um, have any? Um, I don't know if this is spooky, but I'm reading currently right now Sylvia Moreno Garcia's book, The Beautiful Ones. And it's about like a person with telekinesis. Would that be spooky? That's, I mean, that's paranormal, but I don't know. Um, yeah, spooky. I would, I would put it in there. Oh, and um, Christopher Moore books, because he actually had a full-on conversation with me on Twitter the other day. I seen that. I was like, damn, someone someone had a hit tweet. You had to mm-hmm. you had to do the obligatory, this is doing numbers, check my podcast out. <laughs> I should. <laughs> it's, it's too late now. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, there's still people commenting on it, though. Oh, really? Like, I got, like, two or three comments today i'm like jesus christ all of you fans and they're like literally like what book did you read i'm like yo do you not did you not see that christopher moore asked me the same question and i answered him that's what i i saw and i was like and people like i got like 20 of the same questions i'm like yo i yeah literally the author himself asked me the same question i replied to him just just look at the thread just of us look at that comment yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, how oh but how are you liking the sylvia moreno garcia book i'm barely on page five. Oh, barely oh <laughs> okay here i found i found mine my spooky recommendation i just wanted to find the summary um because like everyone knows i can't summarize things Okay, so um, my spooky recommendation is this uh, book. It's a collection of uh, stories, horror stories. It's called Ghost Summer. Mm-hmm. It's written by uh, Tan- Tananarive Du. I hope I said her name right. T-A-N-A-N-A-R-I-V-E Du. Uh, she is a black author. author. Uh, but it's so good. It's like... Uh, it has yeah um i forgot how many short stories in it and Mm. each one um a a lot of them take place in the same like little town Mm -hmm. but just like through different times and um it's not like gory but it's like like a atmosphere the atmosphere is so creepy and then it like it has like different levels of horror or evil where it's not a monster per se but like I don't know. It's just, it's really good. Oh, Gracetown. They all take place in this little town, fictitious town called Gracetown. But it's it's really good. Yeah. I'm adding that. Is that one of the things that you sent me, right? The video where it's the... It wasn't in that list. This is one I read on my own. Oh, okay, okay. Because I know you sent me that TikTok. I think it was a TikTok. Yeah, with the the mermaid. I had the mermaid book at the end. I don't know. I don't know, but it was like black authors black uh horror authors i saved the whole video because i was like, oh yeah a while back i forgot about that it yeah, was so long yeah, ago yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah i shall end this um before either sammy starts crying or kobe gets to my nerves even more kobe get okay 
<laughs> um, so yeah, stay as spooky. And uh, next time you're near a cave, uh, watch out for Satan. <laughs> yeah. Or Plumage Man. <laughs> or Plumage Man. Though I think yeah. should, Plumage Man deserves a statue in his honor. That's just me. You're, you're right. <laughs> uh, stay as spooky and we'll catch everyone next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for our spookies supporting us on Patreon. Winston, Modesto, Cynthia, Perla, Jesenia, Kristen, Dalia, Mariela, Rene, Yamaris, Iris, Ghost Train, and Madtown Charity. Spooky Tales is hosted by Christina and MJ, edited and produced by Christina. If you're looking for extra ways to support the show, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash tales. And you can also check out our Patreon for bonus episodes and more. Go to spookytales.com slash support. You can also check out spookytales.com slash store for some Spooky Tales merch like Stay Spooky Beanies, No Mamas Sweatshirts and Hoodies, and Spooky Tale Logo T-Shirts. But of course, you have our eternal gratitude for just listening. Stay spooky.